Welcome to the Fantasy Affair. What's up, my Fantasy Affairians? This is Burke here. Welcome you into Week 13 edition of the Sunday Nightcap, where you, we give you our first reactions of all the football we saw this Sunday and what a Sunday it was. Seven games coming down to the final possession here in this one. Man, what a week. I just want to bring you uh, in on what we're doing here as a Fantasy Affair family. We got the the rookie on the rise, the marriage or mistress, hot by happy hour, which is going live now. And, of course, the reoccurring main pod in this one. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Check out the website, fffair.com. Uh, yeah, I want to walk, welcome in some of my co-hosts here. Let's start with the madman himself, Sean Pomeroy. How was your week, buddy? Uh, what, a, what a week, you know? I've, I got to start off and just say I am proud of the NFL. I'm proud of the Jaguars. I'm proud of the Jets. For not just throwing it in. If we should all uh, take note of this in our fantasy leagues, you know what? You fight to the end because it matters to every other team in the NFL. The integrity of the league, you know, you got to have the integrity of the game, play through the whistle, play till the end. And we had a wild Sunday, man. It felt like every game was coming down to the buzzer. So it'll be fun to dig in. Let's get going. Yeah, man. It's a fantastic point, especially in those dynasty leagues. Uh, go out with pride, man. Set your lineup, set your best lineup. Uh, try and win. Don't worry about the draft positions. Let them fall as they may. We know that the the best quarterbacks and the best running backs are not always taking the top off the, uh, off the board in the rookie drafts. And it's a fantastic point. A lot of fight in the NFL. There should be a lot of fight in you as well. I'm uh, also welcoming in our fearless leader here, Matt Riser, the Matty Daddy himself. Uh, yeah, how's it going, Matt? Tell us about that live stream. Oh, oh, ready to rock, Berkey. Uh, yeah, live stream, just another avenue the Fantasy Affair podcast families uh, exploring. Live stream on Twitter, which is through Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. We want to have more direct ask, uh, access to our Fantasy Affairians. So just another great way we can grow and kind of show you our brand. Um, rain in here in Kentucky, Berkey. Um, if we know anything about rain, Sean loves it. And in Kentucky, it's raining men. Back yeah, to you, Bert. In Chicago, it was raining touchdowns. I want to get into that Lions game, man. Woo! Let's get it. Yeah, so the Lions took down the Chicago Bears this week, 34-30, in triumphant comeback fashion, which is pretty much the only way Matthew Stafford gets a win. Uh, a lot to talk about in this one. Before the game, they cut Marvin Hall so they could give some young bucks uh, a little more run. We know Kenny Galladay wasn't in this one. Uh, neither was DeAndre Swift. Kyrion Johnson got banged up. So we got Adrian Peterson getting the bulk of the carry, 16-57. He scored two touchdowns. This is the second week in a row. He has two rushing touchdowns. Uh, some of the receivers to note, we got Marvin Jones, 8 for 116 in a score. TJ, 7 for 84. Uh, the one that stood out to me was Quintez Cephas. He, he, he made an appearance here. Two catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. He caught a long bomb. Of course, my man, Matthew Stafford, 402, three scores, did throw a pick, sacked twice, got the win, man. Hey, Matt, why don't you talk to me a little bit about Marvin in this one? Dude, Marvin Jones has had showed you just how consistent he is as a fantasy producer. One of those guys you don't have to pay up for, but you feel like you can put him in your sexy plexis. No problem. This is back-to-back games. Marvin Jones over or right at 12 targets. He is on fire. And, yeah, it's a fantastic uh, yeah. point. 
your wide receiver three, four, five, whatever you classify him as, he always out uh, out finishes his draft capital. And if he's in that flex, man, he's that wild card you want. Over here for Chicago, Mitch gets the start again. Uh, completed 26 passes, 267, and a score, no picks. Uh, Monty went off, 17 carries, 72, and two scores. Cordell Patterson got a lot of run, too. 10 carries, 59, and another touchdown. And when you get to the pass catchers, it was spread out. Mooney did do a little, 443. Monty got his catches. Uh, Anthony Miller, 556. Allen Robinson, 6 for 75. Nothing lighting the world on fire. Really spread it around. It was actually a pretty good game from, from um, Mitch in this one, but the one that stood out to me, it was highlighted in the rookie forecast. That's Cole Komet has officially uh, won that job, man. Five for 37 and did get a score. We got our resident Chicago guy here. Sean, how you feeling about your Bears? Well, not oh, your Bears, but the Bears. Uh, Bears, the Bears. God, they're so awful. I mean, they're just so fucking terrible. Now, like, uh, if only Mitch could just play the Lions every week, he might be able to stay in the NFL. I mean, uh, it's the only team he seems to play well against. Uh, Mitch is actually – this is the thing about Mitch. He'll beat up on – he'll play well against bad teams, and he will absolutely not show up against any kind of average or good team. But, uh, look, like you said, he spread it around. Mitch looked okay. He did some dumb shit. That's what Mitch does, especially at the end of the game. That was ridiculous. I believe they lost. Mitch just – like, you got to be aware, man. It's the game's on the line. Just punt the ball. It was tragic. The Bears' defense is a joke right now. Two straight weeks, they just gotten pummeled. So, that's that's ugly. Um, it's just a mess here in the in the Windy City. But on a, on a fun note, uh, something I learned today about Cole Komet. I didn't know Cole Komet is a giant, and he's a very large man. And he was a pitcher, too. He was a closer in college. Imagine a guy that size throwing a baseball is a – a fun thing to imagine so, <laughs> it's coming downhill for sure coming down at you but that's about it yeah it's nice to see Clement and that the bears i think you can count is mitch is in there i'm not sure what their schedule is i gotta look at that but it's monty man it's nice to see what monty's oh, going the full monty full on monty going on uh especially in ppr he's just really helping you out right now and i think the schedule is pretty cake looking oh, at the play it is so cake if you're if you got Monty going to the playoffs, you are happy coming off the last two games and the, how the schedule looks. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mitch only had one turnover, so yeah, if he played the Lions every week, uh, he looked like a for sure starter. Even though he got the took the L on this one, the storyline coming in was Detroit fired their general manager and their head coach. the The owner pretty much says Matthew Stafford's. Um, his career will be decided by the new general manager, and if you're listening, don't let him leave. Don't let him. Don't do it. Okay, youngest to 40,000, youngest to 50,000 passing yards. Uh, his, his future might be uncertain, but one thing that is certain is he will produce no matter where he goes. So he could be one of those buy lows for no reason in Dynasty. Uh, next up, man, we got another divisional class. We got the Saints scraping it together, 21-16 over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this one was much closer than expected. There's a few things that stood out, especially going forward for fourth down. Sean Payton was out for blood. Let's start with those Saints. Uh, Taysom Hill, yeah, he threw his first career touchdown pass, 232 and two scores. Kamara uh, finally got some targets. Uh, he only caught two of them, but at least it was for positive yards. He did have 15 carries for 88 and a score. Taysom, again, carrying the ball like he should, 14 for 83. And Michael Thomas just getting absolutely uh, battered with targets. Nine more catches, 105, securing his location as the clear-cut number one uh, possibly in all dynasty, uh, definitely a top 10 play going forward. Makes you feel good. And if 
Traquan uh, Smith could learn how to catch. He'd be a pretty nice. He'd be a pretty nice target. Um, uh, Sean, why don't you talk to me about the Saints and what you took out of this? Uh, for, like the way I feel about Taysom Hill now is the way that I felt about Herbert. Like I just completely missed. You know, just uh, it's not even missed. It's just I'm shocked because it, it, about like how he's playing. He's playing well. He looks like a quarterback, and with those wheels that he's got, man. I don't know if he's going to be a winner, but I know he's going to be awesome in fantasy if that's his job. So if you could pick him up in a league or in a dynasty, I would, I would be, I would be trying to get all over that right now. Cause breeze is coming back. They just, he just said he's doing well. He'll probably be back in a couple of weeks. So we'll be able to ride that train much longer. And uh, I feel great about MT. I think if a competitive game with Taysom, I think MT is still a one. I think it's still clearly that he's going to be a one. So you feel good about that. And who I don't feel that great about is still is Alvin Kamara. He had a nice game. He had a nice game. If you don't have a trade deadline in Dynasty, try and get rid of Alvin Kamara because I think Taysom Hill's taking over next year, and I'm still terrified and uh, not sleeping at night if I own Kamara in Dynasty. Just it's such a huge drop off with those receptions. It's just not fair. So yeah, the Saints are looking good. I want to close on this though. That Saints D, who, who, man, they are coming together. They are really coming together right now. Just shutting folks down tough to run on getting to the passer just doing everything you need to do to win i think the saints are the clear favorite um right now in the nfc yeah, and they were a little short-handed janoris jenkins missed this one uh his backup got banged up early uh one player on there uh, let me highlight Taysom hill real quick for those that like to hear trades in, in the more competitive leagues uh one that went down in mind was uh, mike williams for Taysom in the fourth um, there was mixed, mixed results on the chat of who thought who won what, which is always the case. But if Taysom is the starter, as Sean just highlighted, he's a must start, whereas someone like a Mike Williams, one of those wide receiver two or threes, is not. So if you can scoop him for a reasonable price, that's the way to go. And back to the defense, one person that did not play well is uh, Lattimore, man. I'll tell you, Kellen Ridley got his lunch money this week just going off. Five catches, buck 08, most of them deep throws. Uh, but if you watch the game, he was winning early and often. Julio did play six for 94, did not get the shadow that went to Kelvin, which was surprising. Uh, Russell Gage getting a lot of love from the coaching staff for 51 and a score. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when that coaching staff turns over. Matt Ryan struggled a little bit, 273 and a score. I guess that's okay, but it's not what you expect out of Matt Ryan. He struggles to get to that QB one threshold. Uh, one guy that looks like he's surplanted is Mr. Todd Gurley as the carries went eight for Ito, five for, Hill and eight for Todd. And if you saw the last play there where it was third and two from like the six yard line, he lost 11 yards. He could have lost the game. Uh, talk to me about Todd Gurley, Matt. Man, uh, this RB backfield just doesn't look good. As many touchdowns as Gurley was getting off the bat this year. He looks slow. He looks beat down. He does not look like Todd Gurley. Uh, this this running game, there's got to be a new 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 RB next year. By far, if they they're walking into a mess if they keep it the way it is. But the Falcons in general, man, Julio's a man beast. Just goes out there, pretty much been hurt all year and just dominates. And uh, mad props to Ridley, man. I didn't I didn't believe he was the alpha like everybody else did, but goodness gracious, he is. And hey, then uh, go ahead, real quick. I just wanted to point out Ridley too had some almost plays. He had like. I know it sucks. It, it's it's an almost play, and it it's kind of bothersome when people bring it up. But he had a couple where he was just out of bounds, 
and uh, that could have connected and could have had a much bigger game. So you're like oh, uh, Berkey, Berkey pointed out, he was beating Lattimore all day. And then you got Matt Ryan, and what a he's QB thirteen on the year, but what a disappointment! Only three games with three touchdowns or more, like it's just crazy. I don't know what what we're gonna walk into next year with the Falcons, but I'm definitely interested. Yeah, just like Stafford, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. The owner there has a little more say; that he's not he's not gonna roll over. Um, so I think he'll keep him, but who knows? And to your point, man, whoever gets drafted or signed, but most likely drafted to the Atlanta Falcons is going to shoot up rookie standings, uh, especially if that's a Travis Etienne, a Najee Harris, someone like that. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Next up, another divisional. Oh, this one's not a division. We got the Cleveland Browns taking out the Tennessee Titans 41-35. The ending score does not justify what happened in this one. Baker went off four touchdowns, 334, mostly in the first half. Landry had a completion on a little Philly special on a third and two, so they're pulling out all the stops. Uh, Chubb, 18 carries for 80 yards and a score doing Chubb things. Kareem Hunt had about the same amount of volume, 14, but didn't go very far. Uh, looks like Landry's going to do Landry things to close out the season. Six, or eight catches, 62 yards, and a score in PPRs. He's a lock. Uh, Higgins also had six for 95 and a score. He really spread it around. The tight ends didn't do much. Austin Hooper only had two catches. Uh, Kareem Hunt had three. The, the guy that stood out here was Donovan Peoples-Jones on that bomb. Two catches for 92 yards and a score. He could really take over that OBJ role if they decide to move on. It won't have the same kind of upside as Beckham, but it will have the same kind of boom potential. Uh, talk to me about these Browns, Sean. Ooh, so it's pretty clear that it was all just the weather for Mr. Landry. I mean – he has bounced back in a strong way, as I guess as long as it's not 30-mile-an-hour winds and uh, pouring rain in the freezing cold, he's pretty damn good. And Baker just – I mean, it's the best game of his life, I think, pretty sure. Well, I mean, again, not counting college probably, but one of his best NFL games ever, not even close, just lighting it up that whole first half. It's kind of weird again. It's just – he – they were crushing them. And then Tennessee – you got to be thrilled too if you have – Corey Davis. I love when the team gets up early and you got the receivers on the other end where a team's like up by like 21, 30 points and you got the receivers like Corey Davis and AJB are thrilled. Um, Chubb, is a, a, a okay game. Hunt is, is not giving you what you need right now. Uh, that offense is clicking and Chubb is running the show. There's, he's the funnest, one of the funnest running backs, if not the funnest to watch in the NFL, just the way that big boy runs. So Proud of Baker. It's nice to see Landry is if you bought low on Landry, congratulations, because I'd be thrilled to play him right now. He's the clear number one target. And in a PPR, he's a smash play. Hey, so, Sean. Wow. Look at the Browns. Look at the, look at the Browns. What's up, Manny? Check this out. Baker since Odell left. Browns are five and one. Baker's had 11 touchdowns, zero picks. Wow. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I brought that up a little early, um, earlier in the month, how I, I really thought that OBJ going down was going to help Baker because it's going to change the play calling and it's going to get him on those bootlegs. We saw a lot it of those. Good. We saw a lot of those today. Uh, they were up 38-7 to seven at halftime. This is clearly how you neutralize Derrick Henry. 15 for 60 yards. They did not get him involved in the passing game, as was premeditated by the coach there. Ryan Tannehill, 389, three scores in a pick in comeback mode. Uh, A.J. Brown, four for 87. He got banged up in this one. Uh, Fisker, five for 51. So if you put him in, 
in place of um, Janu. You like that, but Pruitt stole a touchdown from him. And Corey Davis, the number five overall pick, I think in the 2017 draft, uh, out of Western Michigan in my hometown, Kalamazoo, 11 for 182 and a score. Talk to me about these Titans, Matt. Man, it was it was disappointing to see, but I still think these Titans are legit, man. Uh, it sucked seeing Henry bottled up, but Tannehill shined. And I was impressed with that, just to be down that big at halftime and come back. Bit mad props to the Titans for keep fighting. Um, Tannehill, all year, I just feel like ever since he's been with the Titans, he's not getting his proper due. I think he's quarterback nine on the year, and he shows again today with, you know, just his rushing and his three touchdowns. That's pretty good against the Browns defense with Miles Garrett breathing down your neck. Um, mad props to the Titans. Obviously, the Browns, you know, what Baker are you getting? I don't think the floor is as high as you have with Tannehill. But still fun to see the Browns, you know, stepping back in there after a maybe getting in the playoffs after an 18-year drought. For sure. Tennessee at eight and four, too, is still fighting for first place in that division. Uh, we saw we saw two more of those teams go at it this week and another good one. Uh, and Tannehill, like you said, his floor is so good. He had three to nine and three scores and not a single rushing yard, not a single rush. So if he's able to put that up with the arm, add in his ability to roll out and, and take on some yards that way. He looks like the cheapest top 12 quarterback you can buy in the offseason. Uh, it's a fun one. Up next, we got to his return. Miami takes down. Cincinnati 19 to 7. There was a couple brawls in this one. Tyler Broyd got into it with Xavier Howard. They were both ejected. And a little later on, uh, we saw a chief shot against Jakeem Grant and Devontae Parker came in there throwing haymakers. Him and him and Hollins were also escorted out of the stadium. So it got chippy in this one, especially for a two-win team against uh, somebody that looks like they have real playoff contentions. Uh Miles Gasson returned 21 for 90 yards. Caught a couple passes, too, uh, two for 51. So he looks like that fill-in. Anybody in Miami's backfield that it has it by themselves has a real upside. Uh, as far as the pass catchers, it got spread around. Devontae had to leave early, four for 35. It was really about the defense. And we did have a Lynn Bowden Jr. sighting, four for 41. Nice to see him get a little play. What do you guys think about Tua? Do you think he's the real deal? Uh, you think he still has upside or, or what? Too early to tell. Too early to tell. Too early to tell. I don't – I mean, it's just you, – you see what Herbert and Burrow are doing, so it's kind of like, oh, man, he sucks. But that's just <laughs> not true. It's just not true. I still think coming out of college, he's been – it just looks like the real deal. He's uh, he's a manager right now. They're not asking him to do a whole lot. He's, it seems like he's starting to get a connection with Gusecki. I hope that grows with Parker. It really, it really blows that you have to almost sit Parker when Tua is playing, and that, and then Parker is a smash play when Fitz is playing. So it kind of sucks fantasy wise. John, what up? John, I'm putting you on the spot real quick, brother. Do I it. got, I got a mid first and Derek Carr for Tua. You doing it? Take a mid first and Derek Carr for Tua. I'd take that probably. All right, doesn't That's sound like fantastic. quarterback one. Yeah, that's a fantastic offer. Uh, that's right on the threshold, right? Because there's a lot of quarterbacks coming in, but Tua has that kind of clout coming out of college. Uh, Gusecki, like you said, nine for 88 and a score. Oh, as uh, Maddie Daddy pops another beer. As far as Cincinnati, 
Tyler Boyd had one catch, took it to the house for 72 yards. T. Higgins finally didn't find the end zone, five for 56. And Drew Sample continues to be that value play in PPR, seven catches for 50 yards, 49 yards in this one. Uh, up next, a much more competitive game. We got the Jags losing in overtime to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we'll start with the Vikings here. Kirk Cousins continues to show why he gets paid what he gets paid. 305, three scores, did throw a put, uh, forcing it into coverage. Delvin Cook had 32 carries. Most of those were in overtime when they were just milking the clock before they kicked the field goal. I don't know what the coach is doing there. He just wants to skim by the teeth, the skin of his teeth. Uh, 32 for 120. Uh, had six catches for 59. He looks like a legit RB1 going forward, especially with that contract. Adam Thielen, eight for 75 and a score. His score was from three yards out. Continues to dominate that kind of red zone um, target share like Sean was pointing out a couple weeks ago. And Justin Jefferson looks like Quite possibly the 101 as far as wide receivers from this year's class. Nine for 121 and a score. Dude looks legit. Matt, talk to me about these Vikings. What all boils down to this, Berkey. You take a bad Vikings D, you get a good Vikings O. And all that does is produce Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen with higher floors. And to me, that screams yum-yums. But, uh, yeah, Vikings are on offense. They're going to put up the points kind of like the Cowboys were doing with Dak. When uh, your defense is that much dog shit, that's what you're going to get. But not impressed. Pretty uh, sad day at the office if you're a Vikings fan to barely beat the Jaguars. Yeah, it had to go to overtime. You were down 9-6 to at halftime. What the hell is going on? But like you said, there's some real yum-yums as far as fantasy because it's all funneled into three weapons there and Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Irv fits into that, but I might just been wrong on him. He might not fit in. As far as Jacksonville, uh, we got another start for Mike Glennon, 280 a score, oh. two picks. Hey, oh. man, he looks at least serviceable. He's they at told, least a they backup. They said they're going to keep him the starter over Garner. I know, because you got the one win. Why would you try and win? I just got cheated on by Doug Marone. <laughs> <laughs> no reach around. Uh, Colin Johnson. <laughs> Colin Johnson, four catches for 66. I'm telling you, those practice reps have uh, shown up here in this one. Uh, he almost let him in target. Seven went to DJ Chark. He only caught two for 41. So he looks like the wide receiver one uh, on that team for whatever that's worth. Chenault did catch a touchdown in the tip drill. He got three for 38 in a score. And, uh, of course, the star of the show, James, Jamestown Robinson, 18 carries, 78, and a score against Minnesota's defense that's improving. Got six more catches for 30 yards. He's got the floor. He's got the ceiling. Uh, talking about the floor here, let's let's hear from Sean. Take your victory lap. This guy's a stud. <laughs> James Town. James Town. Man, yeah. best. He is. He's the best. Um, we. I love. There's something I. Whenever I'm watching a running back, one of the most important things to me is that point of contact, the momentum, the physics of the whole game, and how a player's body reacts when they're hit and you just got to, I got to see him get hit in all different kinds of ways, but how the body takes the hit. I'm telling you, this guy can take a beating. He's a true workhorse. It's getting, I guess I could never get tired of talking about him, but I just feel redundant whenever I do talk about him because the guy just continues to prove everybody wrong. Not everybody, but the doubters wrong. And I love it when a guy like this does that. There's nothing funner than when an undrafted guy comes through like him. Uh, like you pointed out too, Colin Johnson impressed me again, man. This guy can move for an eight footer. This guy's like eight feet six, isn't he? Or is yeah, he like, he's not small. He's, he's not, not a small guy. I think he's six six. 
six foot six. He's a big boy. So uh, if he can move, he's going to place in the NFL. And so we'll uh, keep an eye on Colin Johnson. Going to go yeah, out there. Absolutely. And there's plenty of opportunities there for those Jags. Um, plenty of spots open. It's going to be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. Does anybody have anything else to say about this before I move on to another team? Mm. Uh, yeah, you already said it was a tip drill. Don't get too excited about Chanel's touchdown. Not a thing. You guys remember the tip drill music video with Nelly? Yep. This yep. is not uh, – I'm going to say it. I shouldn't. But part of the music video that got me as a young go-hard was the part where they swiped, swiped a credit card through some butt cheeks. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you got to cash in wherever you can, man. That's right. Funny, funny story about that. Just on a side note, my brother was a pizza delivery guy. Everybody's had a shitty job. He was a pizza delivery guy. He shows up to a frat house with like six pe- uh, pepperonis. Guy opens the door all drunk, closes it on him. He rings the doorbell guy. Somebody else comes down and goes, hey, man, let me get those pizzas. He goes, hey, man, let me get some payment. And he, he closed the door, opened it again, handed him a credit card. He said, do you take credit card? My brother said, yeah, let me just swipe this through my ass cheeks real quick. And he just walked <laughs> off with the pizza. I thought that was, that, was, that was classic Dave Burkholder right there. I don't think anyone could have responded better. Uh, no anger, just a, just a slap in the face. All right, going from one team, starting Mike Lennon. Uh, looks like they're trying to lose to another team that is clearly trying to lose. The Jets ball to the Raiders in this one, 20, uh, 28-31. Anybody watch the team, uh, watch the game, the reason I say the Jets want to lose, they, they ran a zero blitz up four with like 15 seconds left, and the Raiders were on like the 40. There was absolutely no reason to do this. They did a Hail Mary on defense. Uh, as far as the, the pitiful Jets, uh, Sam Darnold, 23 attempts, 14 completions, buck 86, two scores. He's fighting for his NFL life. So I commend him for keeping it kind of close, even though his coach wants to lose. Uh, Frank Gore left early, and Ty Johnson, the former Lion, showed up. 22 carries, buck 04, and a score. Uh, Jameson Crowder continues to be the safety blanket there, 547, which is not great, but he did score twice. So he's got a floor, and he's got a little bit of a ceiling. Mims caught a couple. Perryman caught one. It was an ugly game. Uh, Sean, you want to talk to me about the uh, Ty Johnson here? Yeah, what the hell is that? What's that about? Like, uh, the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, the Raiders' defense, man, it's just disgusting right now. It is just Swiss cheese. And Ty Johnson, I'm glad I was facing Gore in the lineup, and uh, he went down. I'm glad Gore would have had 150 yards today. Yeah, he probably would have. So, uh, That's crazy. crazy. Just doing what they're doing. Um, yeah, especially – go ahead. Yeah, but I want to talk about the Raiders, man. Yeah, I know, especially the Raiders who we were talking up so hard, man. Uh, Derek Carr, 381, three scores and a pick, trailing from the jump. Uh, Josh Jacobs wasn't there in this one, so Booker was supposed to take over. 16 carries, 50 yards. He's not the guy. Showed you how elite Josh Jacobs is. Uh, Henry Ruggs caught that long touchdown. He had three for 84 and a score, but most of it was on that 46-yard score to win the game. Hunter Renfro still there, 447. Aguilar fell down to earth, four for 38. Uh, but the start of the show, man, the Walrus, Sean again, take another victory rap for your boy. 13 catches 200 yards two scores 17 targets in this one looks like legit tight end one what are you thinking bud cuckoo ka fucking choo. that's what i'm thinking nothing gets me harder than seeing the walrus out there it, it it just warms my heart i was having i had a kind of mediocre fantasy day overall but it's really hard to be mad when the walrus goes out and does what he did today it it, it nothing he's he's my he's him he's almost he's not tom he'll never be tom but he's He's up there. He's. I, I need to get myself a wallet jersey immediately. Um, 
but I want to focus too. That zero blitz you're talking about, it's funny because I was watching that play. I'm running through it again in my mind now. And that protection was amazing. I'm like, dude, why are they sending so many? I'm like, fuck, yeah. they're not even going to get it off because they sent the whole house on him. And the protection was nuts. And then Carr stepped up in the pocket and just launched it. It was a ridiculously terrible play call. But Henry Ruggs, people, just sell him on this game if you're talking dynasty. Sell <laughs> He's yes. They're not he's selling him on this. They're time. getting hyped about it. Yeah, they're talking about him like he's the second coming. Dude, I agree, though. He dropped a pass. Carr's interception was not his fault. Right through his hands. And then he also fumbled. Just just hang on to the ball, kid. Just get out on Henry Ruggs while you still can. And you just uh, think he's that much of a bust? I don't I don't want I don't think you can call him a bust. I don't think you can call him a bust because there was not enough hype. I'm with Sean on this one. If yeah. if if you're slow to the take here, Henry Ruggs, uh, he's not what you want on your fantasy team. Right. Okay. He's more he's not. Like you said, what was it earlier? He's the defense's best friend. Yes. He's there yeah. to train the defense how to cover Tyreek Hill, which is a mm-hmm. feat in itself. Uh, that offensive line earned its worth in this one. They were ranked top five. We, we thought Brady might go to the Raiders uh, in the offseason. And I know you got a special p- place in your heart for Derek Carr, Matt. Uh, 381 and three scores without a running back with a speedy wide receiver trying to sabotage him. How are you feeling about Carr coming out of this one? Man, I, I don't feel bad. QB 18 on the season before this. I mean, this is what you want, that mid-QB 2. And to me, he's safe. He's uh, going to have some disappointments, but this is what I want. To me, he shows a little more promise than the Darnold, those guys that are in that low-end QB 2 range. And you got Gruden. I mean, how can you hate that? What if you well, had he- another receiver, more weapons? Shoot. Call- I mean, look at Waller. That should be enough to sell you. It should be enough, especially with that defense struggling to Sean's mm-hmm. point. Uh, He's got bad defense, good offense. Boom. Number one quarterback right now. He was the number one quarterback this week. On the week. That's awesome. So he's got the boom. We saw a terrible clunker last week, but you knew you were going to get that with Carr. You got to ride it out. Like we said, Sam Darnold's fighting for his NFL life. Uh, Derek Carr is not, okay? He should be the Raiders quarterback next year. Another solid buy low. I paid a second for him twice in the offseason this year. Oh, man. I'm sure he'll go – well, I don't know. One of them was the 204. That was a bit high. But um, we know that he will probably sell for that again. And so if you're looking to solidify, you got a stud and you just want a second one and a super flex, he's not bad. Last game on the early slate here was a hell of a game. Houston Texans falling 20 to 26. And I say that because they had the ball – um, uh, inside the five, first and goal with a minute left. You just you just knew Deshaun Watson was going to do what he's been doing in college, what he's been doing in the pros, and keep them alive in the playoff hunt. Instead, they fall to four and eight off a bad snap. Um, let's start with the Texans here. 341, no touchdowns and a pick, but he did rush for one. That's Watson. Uh, David Johnson returns. He gets 10 carries, 44 and a score. Duke Johnson was uh, he was negated to more more of a pass protection kind of guy. As far as the wide receivers, we know that Fuller's out. Okay, so Brandon Cooks gets all the coverage. Five for 65, he took a gnarly hit. They let him back in the game, said he wasn't concussed. But if you watch the game, it looked like he was out cold. Kiki Coutier, Kiki Cootie, Kiki, I got cooties. Eight for 141 and nine on nine targets. Um, the pass regime hated him. So I had a tough time playing Kiki anywhere, but they're gone. So – uh, there are targets to be taken. And Coulter, who we all had a hard on for, didn't even play in this one. So, or he didn't show up. And then you got Hanson in there. 
Uh, some guy I've never heard of, five catches for 101 yards. Pretty much you play with Deshaun Watson, you have that kind of just upside. And I know Sean wants to talk to me about Watson. I'm going to let him run here. Sean, how you feeling about your boy? Oh, Deshaun Watson's, man. He's so good. So good. You, uh, He has his interception. He threw a pick today. Uh, it was the first one since week five. Like, to be yeah, able to play, to play the way he does – and to be able to protect the ball well as well as he does. But wait a second, that's what cost him the game. That was a tragic ending to that game, though, man. That, that was, was the just, center, man. You can't hit the quarterback was, in not, a foot. I'm not blaming Watson. I'm not blaming Watson. But it's, I'm saying it's a tragic, tragic way to end that game. Unless you own the Colts D like I did, so it wasn't so bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what? The, like, yeah, you play with Watson, you're going to put up some numbers. It, it looked like Cooks, man. It looked really bad. He looked – I'm surprised. Yeah, I thought he was he done. Was I thought – I was shocked when he came back because he hit the ground because it was the ground that got him it wasn't the hit it was the way he landed and uh he got it man just learn how to fall like cooks man (laughs) (laughs) it's really he didn't have any hands he had both his hands wrapped around the ball he did catch it it was a first down it was a great team play but i'm with sean man protect your head protect protect your noggin chad hanson baby Get him yeah. off the wire and dynasty. You're not playing him, but why not? Yeah, why it's not? crazy. That's uh, crazy. There was actually on, on Houston Texans news. There was a rumor that they they still eagerly want to sign Will Fuller. So that buy window, Maddie loves them. That buy window, man, is going to close Bye-bye. if they get that contract done. So get them before the contract gets gets. Because uh, you're again, look at Watson. You want whoever oh, yeah. Watson's throwing you want the ball. Part of that you. offense. Yep. And uh, yeah. one, other, one other thing, too, real quick, is DJ doesn't look as washed as I thought. I don't know. It might be a little blasphemous, but he doesn't look completely washed. He's coming off a long layoff. He put, got put on IR for a concussion, so that's a little scary. But he making did look big solid. Money. He, fights, he fights hard. He is making a lot of money out there in Texas. I don't think they can cut him. It's going to be interesting to see who they add, whether it's Will Fuller. I hear a lot of Allen Robinson uh, hype. The hype at this point of year is ridiculous, but – for those of you that are struggling at Dynasty, maybe you're new, maybe you just screwed up, maybe the draft didn't go your way, um, the way to catch up is to buy those guys without a contract. Okay, Will Fuller is a prime example. Aaron Jones in the, in the offseason was a prime example. Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, prime examples because uh, you can sell them on. We don't know where they're going. Uh, his job security isn't as high. Uh, but you know what you're getting no matter where they go. And so that is a fantastic way to catch up. Let's move on to the Texans here. I'm sorry. Let's move on to the Colts, the victorious Colts here. Phillip Rivers, <laughs> two, eight, five and two scores. Uh, Jonathan Taylor looked like everything we were promised uh, coming out. 13 for 91. He had in the midway through the fourth, he had two 20 yard gashers in a row. And he looked really good with his, with his, uh, I don't know, his vision that everybody seems is gone. He takes what's <laughs> given and not what's not there, but he also caught three for 44 and another score on a wheel route, took it 39 yards to the house. So that was nice to see. Uh, Michael Pittman, for all those dynasty guys out there, five for 46. He's solid. He is what he is. Naheem Himes is still a, I think he's RB 13 right now in the year. He's a great buy because he's got that Austin Eckler type of role. Caught three for 22. Um, also ran one in from five yards out for a score. Uh, but the one I want to talk about here, we all know Jonathan Taylor. We all know Michael Pittman. The old man, T.Y. Hilton. Eight catches, buck 10, and a score on 11 targets in a competitive game. The Colts put up 26. He put up those kind of numbers. There is one guy that has been preaching to me, old men, uh, still hold value, and that is Matt Reiser, the Matty Daddy. Talk to me about Hilton, man. Dude, 
I, uh, it's been a rough year. I'll be honest. Start of the year, he started out okay, kind of slow, and then he hit an injury, and it's been kind of a struggle. But last week, 81 yards. This week, 110. And guess who he's got next? The Raiders. Oh, baby, that's a smash. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Not only smash. that, yeah. Well, get this. Nothing's for sure with the Colts. They got to still make the playoffs. And Rivers needs somebody he can lean on. And you find that with Phil, I mean, uh, T.Y. Hilton. So this is the time. Obviously, if he's on waivers, I just picked him up in one uh, redraft league. He's got Vegas, and he's got a banged-up Houston secondary again. These are two great starting spots for Hilton. Uh, Yeah, Rivers needs him. He's not a mobile quarterback. He doesn't have – I mean, Pittman's a rookie. Paris Campbell's on IR. You can, uh, you can run as much as you can, but you got to be able to trick the defense. And he's been waiting on Hilton all year. And I tell you what, Berkey, I've been waiting too. Yeah. <laughs> You're not alone on that one. Uh, yeah, Hilton takes the top off the defense. You always have the deep bounce. But his touchdown was on like a two-yard up and in. Uh, they, they ran a little mini pick play, caught it, took it to the house, still shows the wheels. Another guy, I think he's 30, no contract, also rumored to the Houston Texans. Low ball people in your leagues, man. Send them thirds. Send them late thirds. Send them two fourths. Send them fab money. Uh, people want out on Hilton, and for if you can get him for the right price, man, he's got he's got legit upside. He he's pretty much wide receiver twenty four when healthy. Um, finish, so one year run. Just to finish that off, you got to think too. Like Maddie pointed out, he was injured, and he looks like he looks like younger Ty. He looks like he turned back the clock a little bit. So you just gotta factor in maybe he was struggling just all due to the injury and you got to pay attention to that stuff and that's like you were just talking about how to how to catch up in dynasty is is injury guys by by guys that have been injured absolutely so bingo at a 31 year old you're not paying enough for it to hurt you yeah just a third just a third uh or less who knows just james Uh, robinson just yeah unrestricted (laughs) free agent there's plenty of bust in there, too. Uh, next up, we got a divisional matchup between the Rams, who seem to have the Cardinals number. And by seem to, I mean that the coach is 7-0 and against them. They pulled this one out 38-28. Game started with a pop. Uh, let's, uh, Dan Arnold catches like a 59-yard yes! throw from, from Kyler Murray. Uh, I brought up Dan in the preseason. He I feel Berkey hulking up right now. You know he's shaking, <laughs> just so fucking pumped about Dan Arnold. It's, it's, it's more so, it's like, where the hell has he been? Uh, but Matt did text me as soon as it happened, and I was loving that. I was like, yeah, I know. Thank Real God. quick, guys, if any of the fantasy affarians know a good way to seal the deal, Dan Arnold. <laughs> That's a wrestling reference for the for the younger younger listeners. Tom Arnold. Tom, Tom Arnold. Arnold, baby. All right, uh, let's start with the Rams, the victorious Rams. I'm going to kick it to you, Matt. Jared Goff, 47 attempts. He just seems to throw it almost 50 times a game. 37 completions, which is pretty good. 351 and a score. Uh, Daryl Henderson got banged up. He did come back, had a nice 38-yard scamper to the end zone for a score. Cam Akers capitalized on his opportunity. 21 carries, 72 and a score. I can hear Britt in my ear. Jared oh, Goff also got, also got a uh, he got a QB sneak for a touchdown. As far as pass catchers, you want Cup, uh, you want Robert Woods. Uh, we finally saw Van Jefferson overtake uh, Josh Reynolds, which I, I was talking about last week. He had four catches compared to the one. He had almost the same amount of yards. It's interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Cup, eight for 73. Woods, 10 
for 85. So those PPR machines and Everett, as far as tight end, six for 44. You wish he could have got in the end zone. That went to Higby. Um, talk to me about these Rams, man. Are you, are you an Acres believer? Are you still holding on to your Daryl? Hell Anderson no. Ones? Hell no. Dude, uh, for all your you Acres believers, 3.4 yards per carry this tonight. If uh, if you're getting too hyped, maybe settle down. And if if I had Acres, I'd be settling. Um, same song and da- dance with golf. No pressure, no problem. He's aces. But once somebody starts attacking him on the edges, he's done so. Um, yeah, Rams are what we see. They make plays on defense. If they can get golf a clean pocket, if they can run the ball, they're a beast. But we have to see that every week, which we don't. But it should be a force. This NFC West is getting a little tricky. That it is, man. That it is. Uh, we got Arizona 6-6, six and six, the Rams at 8-4. and four. Seahawks lost today. I mean, it's pretty much up for grabs. And it's yeah. disappointing that you have, a, you have a division this good and then you have a division as bad as the NFC East. Oh, um, so bad. It, it, it just is what it is, but – Man, man. Rules are what they are. I hope they don't change it. Let's go to Arizona here. Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds continue to split work. Ten carries for Drake, six for Edmonds. 49 and a score for uh, for Drake here. He gets into the end zone again and, and a close one late in the game. Uh, Dan Arnold, two catches, 61 and two scores. So he scored twice in this one. Uh, his long was 59. His other was a little two-yard over the top. Nice to see him finally get a little bit of love. Not enough volume. He's definitely a boom bust. Uh, I talked the other day about a great way to seal deals is to throw in tight ends and a great way to catch up, especially in drafts uh, late is to just scoop as many high upside tight ends because to be wide receiver 10 and to be wide receiver 34, uh, if you can be tight end 10 and equal wide receiver 34. So you throw it in and you call him a tight end 10 at his age. You might be able to get some deals done. Uh, Hopkins getting that, getting that uh, shadow treatment. Uh, eight for 52 and a score, eight catches for only 52 on 13 carries. Uh, a lot stood out to me on this one, but I want to let let Sean run here. Kyler Murray, the little field mouse, mighty mouse, as he has been coined. Three touchdowns and a pick, uh, five carries, only 15 yards, only at 173 yards um, passing, so less than 200 total yards. You're still in on Kyler. Of course. Of course. I'll talk about Kyle in a second. Real quick on the Rams' backfield, because I've been preaching this. Yeah. Those guys are going to chop. And Daryl Henderson used this game to sell Acres because people are thinking, oh, man, Acres took over. He didn't take over. Henderson got injured, and then I actually came back in the game. Uh, they that's used why. him. That's what I'm saying. So if you want yourself an RB2, fine. But don't go pay go pay an RB1 prices, RB1 prices for Cam Akers because Daryl Henderson's not going anywhere, and they're going to chop that shit. They're still going to be both playable, but you're not getting a ceiling. And anyways, let's move on to the Cardinals. Okay, uh, I'm not. I have not lost faith in Kyler. As as ugly as that game started, man, that was one of the ugliest first halves in Kyler's life. After the Dan Arnold touchdown, he went 0 for 7 on his next seven throws. Only completions he got in the first half were a couple at the very end on the last drive, which the defense was in prevent. So if you can't complete a pass, then you're screwed. Nuke actually had a donut in the first half. Um, he's been scaring me a little bit. And he, but he's also been getting some of the best corners in the league the last few games. So he's still, and here's another thing too. It's just driving me fucking nuts. I swear to you, I forgot to look it up. And I promise you the next time I speak to you, fantasy appearance, I will have an actual stat because I'm sure he's got to be at the top of the league is nuke draws PI like eight times a game. I swear to God, he does. 
because he's a, such a crafty route runner that people hold him because he's not that fast, but he beats you. He beats you and you're like, oh, he's right there in front of me, but he's still, Nuke doesn't need that much space and separation because his hands are so incredible. But I oh. swear, I want, being a Nuke owner, I want to petition for a PI to count for points towards your player because it's just so frustrating when he beats guys and they just hold him. And Ramsey had his hands all over him all game. I think he drew up maybe at least two PIs this game. Um, I'm not worried about Murray in the least. Murray's a, it's frustrating at times, but that's what happens when you're like three foot eight. Um, I, what, what sucks though, I have to point out is the rushing has gone away and that is miserable because he threw for three touchdowns, but he had a couple, a uh, couple turnovers, I think two or three turnovers today. And you're not getting the rushing anymore. And it, it's probably most likely because of the shoulder. I would most likely think that that's the case. It's not the defenses are playing him much Maybe defenses are keying in a little bit differently and they know that they have to keep him in the pocket because um, that's probably the only way you can beat this guy. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, there's no way. I'm, Murray's, still, one, Murray's still the top QB. He's right behind Patty. I have one comment to make about these Cardinals. Um, if I was in Arizona tomorrow, I'd be putting out missing flyers for Christian Kirk. Oh, He's yeah. He's got six, nine, four, and 1.2 today. If if Hopkins is getting all this attention, where the truck is Christian Kirk? Where is he? Is a great question. This is this is after you go off for 24-20-25. And then you don't I don't even think he scored 20 points in four games total. Yep. Yeah, let me let me highlight that. Uh Kyler Murray, 173 passing yards. Christian Kirk does not score touchdowns towards the red zone. So he's gonna have to eat up when Kyler eats up. Uh the Man. one thing that stood out to me, we, we talk box scores, we're highlighting fantasy. That's fun, that's all good. But this is the Sunday night cap. This is football time. The Rams put on tape how to take out Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh not everybody has uh, your boy Ramsey on the outside to just single up on Hopkins, so that's gonna be a problem. But what they did is they overloaded uh, the right side of the line. So he cannot roll right. They put a wall up there and they forced him to his left. And then they had a linebacker spy on the left side. He does not like rolling to his left. He has the AC joint. That's an, that's an issue, but this is more the Rams pushing him to his left out of his comfort zone, getting him off his spot. He keeps going to his left and trying to cut it back to the right. Cause it's worked his whole career his very short career. He was sacked only twice in this one, but it was 33 yards that he lost because yeah. he's just scrambling out there because he can't roll to his right. So they line up a ton. The Cardinals line up a ton of formations with three wide receivers out to the right or two wide receivers and a tight end or, or a wide receiver and a tight end, and they have the running back go to the right. They want to go to the right. They want everything to go to the right, and then they're going to single Nuke up on the left. When you can neutralize Nuke with one corner, that's great. Uh, even if you can't, you cannot let Kyler go right. If you allow him to roll out to the right, he is going to eat you alive let alone if somebody's open while he's standing there in the pocket. So he likes to stare down his number one Hopkins and then roll out. Okay. So as yeah. he's staring down Hopkins, he goes to roll out. There's a wall there. He's got to go back to the left. Now the spy is in his face. Uh, they got to him, man. They did. I still think he had a decent day. His team did put up 28. So like you said, we're not out, um, but they definitely put on tape how you take him out of the game, man. Any, any last thoughts before I move on to the Giants? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is how you break down film and how you break down f- football. Berkey, mad props, bro. No That's way. how you let people know what the fuck's up. Boom. Tough act in the neck. Bah! <laughs> ah, 
Berkey yeah, he said he was going to do that. It's not going to throw me off at all. Let's go on to the New York football Giants winning against the Seattle Seahawks. And this one, it was hideous. Uh, they put on tape how to take Russ out. You don't let him cook early and often. <laughs> he played pretty stingy defense for no reason. Let's start with the Giants before I let you all run on the, on the Seahawks. Colt McCoy, 13 completions, 105, a touchdown and a pick. Very mediocre, very serviceable because they got the win. Wayne Gallman, 16 carries and 135 yards. Uh, for the Barkley owners, I told you how good it feels. You should still feel good. Now I'm feeling a little bit of pressure because Wayne Gallman probably isn't going to disappear. Okay, he's young enough. Uh, he's going to carry a little more clout than uh, Mike Davis did for CMC. It's going to be interesting in the offseason. Uh, Alfred Morris, he's still playing football. Eight carries, 39 yards. He did score a touchdown in this one. Uh, we saw that. Colt was able to get the ball to Golden Tate and Evan Ingram for 30 and 32 yards. Uh, not a whole lot there. Shepard only had one catch. Slayton had one catch. It's really about them being able to run the ball, possess it, and, um, you know, just not turn it over very often. And the Seahawks' inefficiency. So we know about the Giants. We know to throw most of it out because it's not their starters. We don't have Daniel Jones. We don't have Barkley. Um, they're playing the Seahawks, so it's, it's a softer matchup. Uh, but what is going on in Seattle, guys? Ooh. Turnovers, like you said, man. They played slot July. Didn't play good football. Yeah, three fumbles. One by Russ, they lost that one. One by Carlos Hyde. One by Tyler Lockett. Uh, Russ threw a pick. Russell Wilson, 263 in a score. Chris Carson, they said after the game that he's not 100%, that they're just trying to ease him in. They really could have used him in this one. 13 for 65 is a decent day. He just needs more volume. As far as pass catchers, Carson did catch three for 45 in a score, so he still showed up on the stat sheet. Tyler Lockett, who got banged up early, came back six for 63. DK, no one can guard me. Metcalf, five for 80. Uh, it was it was an interesting day. Sean, talk to me about these Seahawks, man. Oh, ah, ah. I lost last week because the fucking Seahawks. And luckily I survived because of the Seahawks this week, but they've been just disappointing. I saw uh, Russ's passer rating has just long, like it's still good. It's still near a hundred, I think high nineties, but it was like one twenty, like hundred before in the first five weeks, the way they were looking. And the Hawks have been frustrating the hell out of me. Uh, you just, they, that offensive line could not, I feel like Russ, I just feel like Russ like dazes off sometimes too. I, I swear he just sometimes is he has amazing uh, pocket awareness and he makes these scrambles, but there's sometimes where he's just, he, he doesn't and he just gets sacked and he used to be get sacked a ton. And it feels like it's coming back. Like it feels like they were avoiding it. And now it's like back to uh, the way it was a little bit, a little bit ago. So they couldn't protect him worth a shit. I think that was a huge factor. The gall man, this is all about the gall man. You can't stop him. Guy's a beast. Alfred, Alfred had two touchdowns, by the way. But you really, I, I'm, I'm dying to see this Hawks turn this around because it's killing me. I'm a, I'm a Hawks fan. I, I, I'm heavily in on them in Dynasty, not yeah, in Dynasty and in just in fantasy in general. So I needed to see the Hawks turn it around. They are frightening. Losing the Giants are in first place. Everybody, I don't get why the Seahawks can't produce anything at the tight end position. I mean, you had Disley blow up last year, and I, I know he's coming off a major injury, and Olsen's out, and Hollister, to me, hasn't done anything. So I just think with having that extra weapon in the offense would go a long way when you are struggling in other places. 
So that's the one takeaway I have is just, you know, let's just be a little bit more well-rounded. For sure. I see down here now Alfred Morris did have a six-yard catch for a touchdown, one rushing, one receiving. He pretty much won the game. As far as those tight ends, Will Disley and Hollister combined for seven catches for 58 yards. If that was one guy, that might be okay. Spread out. Neither one of them blocks very well. It looked to me like the Seahawks thought they were going to win on merit. They got a field goal in the first quarter, forced a safety in the second quarter, five zip at, uh, at home uh, at halftime. And it, I think they just thought they were just going to they were just going to win off their defense. And and we've proven that that defense, or they have proven that their defense yeah. is not it's not good enough. They held the Giants to seventeen points, um, but the Giants scored seventeen on you. Uh, and like you said, they couldn't protect Russ. Five sacks in this one. Sacked Russell Wilson sacked five times. Something is wrong, and something is very right in New York. you got to be excited about Joe Judge and company. Uh, moving on to the Green Bay Packers handling the Philadelphia Eagles 30-16. to 16. Uh, They were up 14-3 at halftime, just kept pouring it on. Aaron Rodgers, Jesus, Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. 25 completions, 295, three scores, flick of the wrist. Uh, I think he hit Tanyan again for another score. Devontae Adams, you just can't guard him. Ten catches, buck 21 and two scores. Uh, Russell, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers had 400, his 400th uh, touchdown in this one, and it went to Devontae Adams, and they force-fed him, and, and everybody knew, and Slay's out there, and he still can't stop him, and he catches the ball and stiff-arms him and rolls into the end zone, and it was a great day for the Packers. Uh, it was not so much for the Eagles, but there is news there. Aaron Jones did have 15 carries for a buck 30 and a score. Most of that came off a 77-yarder. Man, they just steamrolled him. Um, Let's see. Uh, Packers are Matt. Matt, talk to me yeah. about the Packers. I mean, God, how wrong could I have been on Aaron Rodgers this offseason? To think that he wouldn't be a QB1 and to what he's done with just Adams in and out of the lineup. And then you see what Wentz has done, and it just makes you sick as a football fan. Uh, mad props to Aaron Rodgers. Mad props to Adams. Mad props to this whole team. They are a juggernaut on offense. They will not be stopped. Um, Their defense shows up some games and some games it doesn't. So to me, the Packers are just as good as they were last year. And I could easily see them, you know, being in the NFC championship with the way they're playing, the way Aaron Rodgers is bringing that hot fire. Man, and Aaron Jones looking too sweet. Yeah, and he loves throwing those shades on on the sideline. He's got plenty of – Plenty of swag in that locker room right now. It looks like Aaron Rodgers, who leads the NFL with 33 passing touchdowns, is just loving it. Should be line. an MVP candidate. I think he is. The problem is there's a guy named Patrick that loves ketchup <laughs> that uh, he can't get True. off the horse. Over here in Philly, Miles Sanders held in check here. 10 carries, 31 yards, uh, no receptions. Uh, Goddard was the star of the show, 5 for 66. Greg Ward did catch a long passing touchdown, 56, 57 yards in that score. Jalen Rager only had one catch, but it was for 34. Zach Ertz, two for 31. Uh, yeah, and, and Jalen Rager did return a punt. For you, Jalen Rager, truthers out there, you need to calm down. Okay, he dropped the punt. That's a bad sign right there. And although he's electric, uh, who's going to give him the ball? Okay, who's going right. to give him the ball? He can't win the 50-50s. He's going to have to be schemed open, and, and it looks like a dumpster fire out there in Philly. Uh, combined, and I said combined, 27 passing attempts, 11 completions. There's just not enough to go around here in the PPR leagues. Wentz was benched after going 6 for 15 for 79 yards. We saw Jalen Hurts come in. Buckle 9, he threw the score. He did throw a pick. It was a rough game. They were sacked seven times combined. Uh, 
Sean, talk to me about the Eagles as a whole and, and key in on, on what you think is going to happen as far as a quarterback going forward. I don't even want to talk about the Eagles. I don't talk about the Packers. No, I'm kidding. Um, That's okay. No, right the, I want to just point out two things real quick on the, the Packers. was Aaron Jones touchdown run, that 70-yarder, was beautiful. Mm-hmm. That cut, and I love the way he used his blockers and just manipulated everything on that field. Just spectacular. And then I want to point out, too, just how unfair Devontae Adams is. On the first drive and that first touchdown drive the Packers had, Adams had three straight targets inside the five. It's just like, what the hell? And uh, what you've seen with the Packers, too, is this major touchdown regression for the running game. Now it's all going to Rodgers. But like Manny was saying, that offense looks spectacular. All right, let's get on to the Eagles. God, the Eagles just make make your head hurt. They just – I had such high hopes for Miles Sanders because I thought the Eagles would actually be good. I thought Carson Wentz would be good. I think we all kind of thought he'd be good. At least good. Not we don't need great, but good. And uh, Peterson had Peterson just got the, he had enough today. He had enough, and they brought in Hertz, and he gave him a little bit of juice. He gave him a little bit of juice. The offense looked because of that mobility and how awful. Oh, here's a stat for you: Carson Wentz. I think it was 10, 10 straight games, three sacks or more. Yeah, oh. four sacks. Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Pretty much the whole season, he's gone down four times a game. God. People no, talk I'm, about him holding the ball. Um, they were highlighting it beautifully during the game because I was, I was just, you're just curious. Is he just missing? Uh, sometimes, sometimes somebody's open, he tries to force it in there, but most of the time, there's nowhere to go. Everyone is covered. So, do you just want him to throw picks his whole career or, you know, what's right, going yeah. on out there in Philly? You think they're I going think with Hurts going forward? Oh, I, I think he's just experimenting Sorry. too. I think it's, I think it's impossible to call the future of this right now. I think, uh, I would – I still lean Wentz. I still think Wentz – I don't know. I, I don't even want to defend him. You're the, you're the, you're the Wentz truther there, Berkey. That's on you. I, got uh, but I think with, with the way the offense is playing and how the offensive line cannot protect worth a goddamn, that Hurts gives them a better chance to win right now with how the offense is playing. So that mobility changes things, and it changes what the offense can do. So maybe he sticks with it because it gives them a better chance to win games now. Long term, I don't know. Flip a goddamn coin. Heads up, uh, rumor and innuendo, the owner picked Hurts. This could all be speculation. You have the head coach giving up play calling duties, and then Hurts is playing the second half. So it seems like some kind of writing's on the wall in Philly. There you go, yeah, maybe. We definitely highlighted this in the rookie forecast. Uh, for everybody, give that one a listen. Uh, I pretty much just said that, that Jalen Hurts reminds me a ton of Dwayne Haskins, where the owner wants to force him in. But Doug Peterson is going to hang his hat with his guy, Carson Wentz. He's going to hang his career with Carson Wentz. So you either have to get rid of Doug um, and Wentz, or you're, <laughs> you're going to have to roll him out there. It's a tough spot, uh, but it just smells like the owner is forcing it in. It's a great point, mm-hmm. Matt. Way to bring that up. Uh, one last point against Carson Wentz is they don't really have an out in his contract until 2023. And if they cut him, they're eating tons of money in dead cap space in, when a cap is going down. So, uh, a lot going on out there in Philly. Um, yeah, I was just as high on Miles Sanders as anybody. Uh, maybe not anybody. I was up there, though. I thought he'd be top 10 lock. And What's I a better – uh, real quick before we wrap out, um, better fantasy – or no, better organization right now, the Bengals or the Eagles? The Bengals. Isn't that terrible? Mm-hmm. It's just because the Bengals have had higher draft capital, and so we'll see what the Eagles can do with theirs. 
They wrapped yeah. all their money up in their MVP Super Bowl caliber quarterback, and it just hasn't worked out. Ertz is is almost assuredly out the door now. He did make his return. He looked fine to me. Uh, he needs volume to be relevant, to be top three, top four, like he has been. A lot going on there. Going from one organization that's on the on the fall to another just refuses to go away. The New England Patriots manhandle the Los Angeles Chargers 45-zip. Multiple um, special team scores, multiple defensive scores. Uh, Bill Belichick goes to 21-5 and against those rookie quarterbacks. Uh, let me just highlight the Patriots real quick before we talk about what's going on with Justin. Cam Newton, 12-19, 69 in a score. He's just Cam Newton, man, but he did rush for a couple scores, 48 yards. Harris is still getting 16 or 15 to 16 carries, 16 this one for 80. Uh, Sonny Michelle and, and Stidham, Jarrett Stidham closed it out. Jarrett had two completions for 61 in a score. You like to see that because uh, he's probably their future there. At least they want to see. And Sonny coming off IR and being banged up and trying to win his job back 10 for 35. Also caught a pass for 23 yards, which we didn't know he was capable of. <laughs> Gunner Owazowski, or whatever the hell his name is, Gunner. One catch, 38 and a score. Nobody else had more than two. Nikhil Harry did find the end zone, but this was really about the defense, the scheme, and absolutely manhandling these Chargers. Herbert, 53 attempts, completed about half of them. Two picks, no scores. Austin Eckler, who I was smashed DFS play for me, eight for 36. Only caught four. He did get 32 yards. Keenan Allen was shadowed. He had 11 targets. Uh, he only caught half of them. He goes as Herbert goes, five for 48. Mike Williams, four for 43. Not a whole lot to say there about the Chargers. They didn't put up any points. Um, let's start with Sean. Why don't you talk to me about Herbert? Well, uh, I, I when I was playing, I played a little DFS this weekend, and uh, the Patriots D won me some money because, like you said, 21-1 against rookie quarterbacks? 21-5 and five now. He was 20-5. and five. His last loss, check this, was like Geno Smith of the Jets. How disgusting is that? Say, who was it? Who beat him? It was Geno Smith in 2013. Wow. Yeah, because wow. I had assist in DFS because my only smash play – DFS is tough. My only smash play was the New England Patriots for $2,400 on DraftKings. I mean, how did you pass up? Go ahead, though, bud. Yep, that, that I would not have won or even come close if I didn't get 30 points from the Patriots D. Um, Herbert he faced Belichick. What are you going to do? Move on. Um, the Patriots D has looked way better the last few games. It could be it, – I think definitely Gilmore coming back has a – a big impact on that, and I think it's just the the mastermind genius that is Bill Belichick. Uh, he's got them, got that defense working now. I don't want to face right now in fantasy. I do not want to face the Patriots, especially if you got the number one guy, because uh, they're going to shut them down. So I had no, I was nervous about Keenan. I didn't. I thought Eckler would still uh, still get the job done, but that was a little disappointing today. Um, but Herbie Burby, you'll be okay. Growing pains, facing the greatest coach of all time. He's still going to go out there and put up points next game. Matt, what are you yeah. thinking about? Uh, what are you thinking about uh, Chargers? Man, there's just so many growing pains. I mean, Herbert's shown flashes that offense has shown flashes. The defense has been utterly disappointing. Um, I don't know how safe Lynn's job is, but the future is bright. You, I kind of scratched this up as the Patriots just kicking ass and taking names the Bill Belichick way. Um, yeah. I mean, so much fantasy upside for the future with Keenan and Hunter. I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, you knew what, who you're playing. You got to just kind of roll with it, with this one. But those, uh, what about those Patriots? What about those Patriots improving to six and six 
uh, silencing the crowds to say the dynasty's over and that he has no chance at the playoffs. He's doing it without a quarterback. He's doing it without much of a run game. And he's winning 45-0 to zero against one of the hottest rookies and one of the most high-powered offenses in the game. Uh, Bill, damn, dude. Come to Detroit. We got an opening. All right, we got the Broncos and Chiefs are live right now. Coming up, we got Steelers, Washington, Bills, 49ers, Ravens taking on those boys. Uh, keep it quick. Keep it keep it sweet. Is there anyone you want to talk about or highlight or say to look out for in those games, Sean? Who? What games? What 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 games? I, I figured you'd go DeAndre uh, Deontay Johnson. Steelers, Washington, Bills, Niners, <laughs> Ravens, Cowboys. Anybody you're looking out for? Um, I want to see. I want to see what Lamar looks like when he gets back. I'm looking out for. I'm looking out for see that offense, especially against a weak ass Swiss cheese defense. I want to see. So, if the Ravens... Sorry, Matt. He's our guest today. Let's be nice, no, Matt. No, who are you, no, who are you no. looking for? Who who are you who are you watching in these games? M- myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got this fucking Zach Moss hunch. Something about it just, just seems like the time's coming <laughs> to kind of hand over the reins from Singletary to focus on Moss and see what they have. Um, that's the guy I'm looking at. I was telling, uh, what's his name? Sean on the phone a little bit earlier. I want to see what Zach Moss has the rest of the year. I think he could against this Niners defense. I know it is tough, but I want to see it. All right, man. And I'm looking out for Debo Samuel. See if he gets that shadow. See if they can even shadow him in that kind of offense. I love watching Kyle Shanahan coach. He's, he might be my favorite coach. I got a few of them like rotate weekly, but that's who I'm looking out for. Now we're going to do a little fantasy draft for you here. Uh, no, no facts, no stats, just names. Everybody's going to say facts and stats, but we're going to do our top five dynasty running backs today. Everything's in flux. Everything changes by the minute, but Matt, why don't you start us off with your list? Who are your top five dynasty running backs? Um, my top five is pretty, you know, cut straight. I don't buy into the rookies. I don't, I don't mind selling an RB, but if they're an RB one, they're an RB one. So sometimes I'll wait a too, little too long, but RB1, Kamara. Number two, CMC. Three, Dalvin Cook. Four, Zeke. And five, the Titan, Derrick Henry. Yeah, Matt Reiser, Matty Daddy is out there to win now. Okay, those, those are fantastic. They're probably the top five uh, in, in most standings or at least in drafts coming out next year. Uh, how about you, Sean? Who, who are your top five dynasty running backs? Uh, CMC, Cook. Eckler, this is where it gets tricky, man. Swift and uh, Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. There you go. Uh, for me, it, it's Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to go with Eckler at the two. I love the connection with Herbert. Clyde the Glidey Lair out there in Kansas City. And I'm going to throw um, Gibson in there, connected to Scott, Scott Turner. Uh, Norv's kid, uh, I think he's got CMC upside, and then I'm going Jonathan Taylor, and it's gross, and they swoop all the time, but that's why this is fun. Uh, all right, man. Well, you can find us at fffair.com, uh, anywhere where you get your podcast. We are out there. This is the Fantasy Affair podcast. Don't forget to miss uh, – or don't forget to look <laughs> out for – don't miss them. Don't forget to look out for those uh, Rookie on the Rise, Marriage or Mistress, the Hot by Happy Hour, which we're excited is going to go live, and, of course, that pod that drops – Every Tuesday, where can they find you on Twitter, Matt? Uh, at Maddie Daddy twenty six fifty two Fantasy Affairians. It's been great. Uh, yeah, I'm at Eric Burkholder six on Twitter. Sean lives in the shadows. Uh, thank you all for listening. Sean, you got any closing thoughts? 
Yeah, I'll be at your mom's house later tonight. All right, man. She'll be she'll be having some coffee. She's a sweet lady. Don't be a dick. Dorothy Mantooth. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Damn it. Some of mom's beef stew. (laughs) I almost nunchucked you right there. You don't even know. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Again, this is Burke. www.fffair.com. Thanks, Johnny Slokes on the website. Britt Sanders, Brian Craighead for all the articles. Uh, check us out anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast. Thanks, guys. Doop, doop, doop. Doop, doop, doop.